0: Welcome, Welcome to the, the North, North. To the major North. Major New Year, 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 extravaganza, year extravaganza. Extravaganza. We did it, and we're yes. back. This is our annual tradition. Uh, it is 2024. But we're going to pretend like we recorded this in 2023 because we try and get it in before the new year every year. Uh, but this year, once again, uh, due to poor planning and all of us forgetting their stream multiple times, it is now January 7th, January 8th in Aussie land time. And we are recording our little podcast. Now, if you remember back into the, the annals of history, uh, we used to have one more guest on this show. And we also used to call it the North Meets South Meets Dads and Dev uh, Meets Chris Kimir Meets TJ Miller. Uh, Christmas mm-hmm. extravaganza. But Andrew Delpreti is no longer with us. He's no longer with us. I'm <laughs> oh, gonna pull Michael Scott. I mean that's not Michael Scott. Michael Scott said, You remember that one episode he's talking about Meredith? And he's like, uh Meredith was hit by a car. The doctors tried everything they could, and they they uh you know, whatever. They, they couldn't save her. Yep. We were, anyway, Andrew Delpredi is no longer with us. Um, you know, he actually got really sick this last week, and uh I messaged him. And he let me know that he's still really sick. So he's not dead. He's just sick. But uh, it would have been fun to have him back on. Uh, David, speaking of dads and dev, uh, I heard you have a new name for it. <laughs>
1: yes, dads and dead.
0: Dads are <laughs> <laughs> or dads are dead. Dads, dads are dead. Um, which also I've got to say. I really would love to have whatever episodes you have hosted somewhere. I know that you, you, it's like you get sick of paying for the domain, you get sick of paying to host a podcast, but just I, I hate seeing things like that go away to like never be seen again. Like, I wish I had an archive of those. I would go back and listen to them. They were so funny. They were great shows, man. Even though like you hadn't done it in years, I would still go back and listen to them today if I had them.
1: <sighs> well, I could upload them. I think I have them in my iCloud drive somewhere.
0: Dude, do you seriously you find them and I will put them on like Cloudflare? We'll host them for free, right? We'll just I have throw the RSS feed too. Like I have the feed. Do you and, see? Yeah. I would dude, I would literally listen to that. I would listen to it. Yeah, Michael, we could we could host it on our um
2: there, yeah, we could just put it on, on our, our transistor,
0: transistor thing. Yeah, right. We should just do that. We should just put it on our transistor. That way it continues to live on, even though Andrew is no longer with us. I think that'd be great. So oh and there he goes. There goes David. He <laughs> and, he left the stream. No, we didn't. Hempel's no longer <laughs> with us either. He left the stream to go find his iCloud drive stuff. So anyway, hey, um, for those of uh, you who are not familiar uh, with some of our guests here, although you probably should be, Chris, uh, give us an introduction to yourself. Where are you from? What are you doing these days? And then we'll move on to TJ after that.
3: Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. i um, been here for... Um, I don't know, probably about seven years now, um, from New York originally, um, and work at Cureology as a staff software engineer, um, and our uh, engineering and product team is around 50, 60 people, something like that. Okay, Um, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so lots of exciting projects, uh, lots of uh, cool things that we were able to uh, launch this year, and lots of new plans for this year.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear about those a little bit later. Um, kind of some of the things you guys worked on this year. Uh, TJ, tell us real quick for those who aren't familiar with you. Will you quick intro yourself? And if a eventually comes back
4: and stays on for longer than a couple minutes, we'll have him intro himself too. Uh, TJ, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm TJ Miller. I'm based out of um, Southeast Michigan. I'm about 40, 40 minutes north of Detroit. Um, I also work at Curology um, along with Chris. We work on different teams, but um, we tend to have a lot more overlap than I expected and it's been a lot of fun this year.
0: That's cool. Dude, TJ, I gotta say you're looking, you're looking healthy, my man. Looking, uh, like you're down to a few LBs like you're, yeah, uh... man.
4: thank you. I'm, uh, I'm down like 50 pounds. That's um, insane. Yeah. over like the last eight months. So I've, it's been great. I'm, uh, I'm really happy with it and you know, it's feeling good being able to run around with the kid a lot more. It's, uh, oh, for sure. It's good, man. Thank you. Have
0: you noticed like your energy levels be be a lot higher? Like you feel like you've got more, more energy than you did previously, of course.
4: Yeah. Big time. Cause I think like almost all of this weight loss has been just through like shifts in diet. So you just a lot more oh, really? burning oh, fuel. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really haven't changed my activity level much. It's just like huge shift in diet.
0: Okay. Now I know we're still in the early stages of the show, but I would love to talk a little bit about that. I'm just curious what you changed like, and you're in. So you know, kind of here. Let me give everybody the format of the show real quick. One of the things we wanted to talk about uh, was we we said before we started the show, what's something that you did in 2023 that you're proud of. And then we were all like, ooh, and then we said, okay, let's change that. Let's say what's something you did in 2023 that you weren't ashamed of? And that was a little bit easier, maybe. (laughs) But TJ, for sure, this is be this would be one of those things. I'm just really curious, like, what, what was your change in diet look like, right? Everybody's always looking for some sort of solution to the whole, you know, that whole thing.
4: So I'm just curious what that looked like for you. Like, what's your journey been like? Yeah, it's been uh, pretty much the most like brain dead way of going about it. Like we just we mostly stopped eating out, started cooking at home. Like big Mm -hmm. shift was like I took on um, like learning how to cook this year. So with Laurel's different disabilities, it was just like was a big consistency issue being able to like cook every night. So yeah, being able to step up to the plate, learn how to cook. Like we just started cooking at home a lot more. So that was like that was really it. Is just like eating a lot healthier and then just making better choices about portion control.
0: That's awesome, and it saves a lot of freaking money when you're not eating out, too, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, that was honestly like the biggest catalyst is just like going to the store and figuring out like everything is just so much more expensive. And, yeah, like, this is untenable. True. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, I David keeps on jumping in and out, so eventually maybe <laughs> we'll get to him. But uh, uh, TJ, that's really cool. I'm glad to uh, hear that that's worked out well for you, and um, I think probably all of us, uh, you know, as the new year rolls around, everybody kind of. Starts with some health goals or whatever. It feels like um, my, for me, um, one of the things um, that I've sort of resolved, I suppose. I, I hate to use that word, but like I, for me, I think I've realized that unless I make it a very small thing that I need to do, that I make as just like a habit, not like a big, huge like goal, like this audacious goal, but more like, hey, what's one small habit I can incorporate into my life um, it's probably not going to last for very long. Right. So one of the things I did is I just said like, okay, each night or at least five days a week, I'm going to do this like core workout, right. Where I'm just talking about like, like body weight exercises, like for honestly 10 minutes. And my goals, the ones that I've set are like, they're 10 minute goals, right. I'm going to read for 10 minutes. I'm going to do these, this, if it takes me less than 10 minutes, great. But like there's, I've been doing pushups. I'm doing these, uh, like bicycle sit-ups I'm doing like flutter kicks i'm doing like bird dogs like it's like these you know these different just core exercises because i sit in the chair so much uh i think like maybe uh, i'm trying to remember what it was maybe like a couple weeks ago i was lifting something up and i was like oh my gosh like this actually is hurting my back and it shouldn't be something that's hurting my back i'm like i'm gonna injure myself if i don't figure out something to make my core just a little bit stronger right Mm. and so i'm doing that so like just a couple small goals like that and then my other thing is um to sort of reevaluate and adjust those goals every couple of weeks, like every two weeks, I have like a calendar item to um, just think through those goals, or whatever. And the the funny thing is, I know like David says this all the time. Like, um, <clears throat> whenever we talk about this stuff, David's always like, "Yeah, I hate the idea of like New Year's resolutions because like tomorrow is a new day. Like, you can resolve tomorrow to do something, whatever." And so I kind of took a little bit of that and was like, "All right, there's no reason I need to make like a resolution for the whole year." It's like I'm going to set this goal as like something I want to try and accomplish throughout the year you know do these do these things for 10 minutes but you know every two weeks i can kind of adjust and change that as as you know things change throughout the Mm -hmm. year too so anyway that's been helpful and i've been able to stick through i mean i'm seven days in oh i'm also not drinking any soda this year which i've also been able to stick to which is man it feels like um uh (laughs) you should tj you should definitely make that joke um But uh, yeah, I haven't drank any soda either, which is that's something else. I didn't drink soda for like three years and then I started drinking it again and I started drinking it all the time. And so I am, I'm trying not to drink soda either. So anyway, those are a couple of things uh, that uh, I am hoping to accomplish this year. And for myself, something there goes David opening <laughs> his not <Mountain> do <Dew> and <laughs> chugging it um and then i was going to say for myself for something i did in 2023 that i was not ashamed of or that i was proud of is i was actually really so- excited and really stoked to have done that um uh, my laricon talk so that's something i've been wanting to do for a long long time and i was very fortunate that taylor um chose uh, chose my talk uh, as one of the talks to give and so i honestly don't know if i'll ever be able to do it again it was so much work oh my gosh it was so much work. David, did you feel that way when you went to Laracon Australia and gave a talk, or was yours sort of like a last minute off the cuff sort of deal? You just kind of I know of you've work. given, I know you've given talks before. I know you've given talks before. So like has that been experience your experience with talks as well? As it just takes way, way, way more time than you originally thought it would.
1: Uh yeah, it felt like it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember being super stressful, but I've had a little bit of a history doing it. Before, yeah, just, you know, through the religious organizations
0: and stuff, so I don't know, but, but yeah, it is, a, good, it is a lot of work, yeah. Like, you like having done it a couple times before, you just kind of had the practice down, or at least the form for how you need to accomplish it, sort of deal. Yeah. Is that what yeah? If
1: for, if for my particular one, I had those tips that I offered, you know, those were all I had them all written out before, it wasn't like I had to come up with new
0: stuff, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. That's cool. but
1: if but I'd also to be fair, yours was. Very technical and very well presented. And oh, thanks, dude. It was like a lot more complex than I would have probably tried to take on. uh, (laughs) Subject-wise, but you did it very well in a very, very
0: clean,
4: very polished. Is the whole thing was really good.
0: Oh, thanks, dude. I really appreciate that. Super
4: complex topic. Like that was. I I had no idea. I was like trying to think through like how you were gonna pull off like clearly communicating such a complex topic and i think you absolutely crushed it
0: dude yeah. that means the world honestly it really does and i felt like i felt like um oh man you know that the night before the term paper thing sort of deal and you don't have it done and you just like wake up in a cold sweat like you know, you know you have to get this thing done that's how i felt with that talk for like i was it was probably like a month and a half before the talk and i was like dude, I have no idea how I'm going to navigate my way through this thing. I had started and like stopped so many times and like finally just the stress of it all. Like I was, I was in, I was having chest pains. I was having chest pains about it. Like trying to just like figure this out. And I couldn't, I had stayed up so many nights trying to figure it out and eventually did just kind of, you know, honestly coming, like talking through it with you guys, talking through it with uh, Jason McCurry the path eventually became clear um but like i said like i don't know if i'll be able to do it again just because it was a large commitment of time and it was very stressful but who knows uh i'm I'm getting to give this talk again this year actually at php tech which will be cool um eric uh, uh eric asked me to do it again this year at php tech so that'll be cool um but uh yeah that was honestly other than that this last year as i was thinking about it this last year was a bit of a blur. It has been so busy. I don't know if you guys relate to that as as well or not, but as I thought through the last year, the biggest thing to my brain was just, it was such an insanely busy year. It was crazy how much stuff we had going on. So love for it to slow down a little bit this next year, but, um, Anyway, those are my couple things there. So that was for me. Those are a couple of resolutions I've made for this year. You know, some goals I've set for myself and then something I did this last year I wasn't ashamed of. If anybody else wants to take the torch and take those two questions, uh, feel free. That's kind of our, our tradition for the couple of two, two questions we've asked just to kick off the show. So anybody else feel free. Michael's going. Oh, Michael, I see your hand up there. Cool. Sweet.
1: I Go ahead, Michael. I in the
0: chat so I can think
1: about
2: him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I suppose the, the main one for me, I think Aaron Francis tweeted that, like, don't listen to people. I want to read your, your review thing. And I think the the main and really only big thing for me was that, that I was finally able to bring Laracon AU back after, yeah. you know, a four year break. And a big part of that was, you know, I I didn't put together like a technical talk. At the at the scope and the complexity of what yours was, but I I really wanted to set the tone for the conference with without with my opening welcome, which I don't think like doesn't really get done a lot at Laracal. Oh, totally. It's it's yeah. more of like a you know welcome housekeeping and and straight into it. And so I I really wanted to, especially after a four year break, set the tone around what the conference kind of means to to me, why. I think the event is so important outside of just seeing some speakers on the stage, you know, all of the opportunities and the, and the things that present itself. And I was, was fortunate enough to be able to tie together some of the stuff from Aaron's talk at Laracon US last year into, to, to kind of, you know, bump that message along and, and just seeing people kind of, um, you know seeing that resonate with people and and seeing that you know it wasn't just this idea that was in my head that i managed to kind of string together eventually but that there are now people i know that i've i've spoken to and reached out to on the back of that this concept of ripples where the the ripple effect with the things you know that the the seemingly disconnected like just being in the place at the time sets off these ripples that you know you never know when they're gonna Cross paths in the future, and so knowing that 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 resonated with people, and that it's it's kind of pushed on, you know, only two two and a half months down the track. You know, it's early days, but there's there's a lot of cool things from that, and so I was very happy that that we were you know a able to still pull off an event of that scale after having a big break, and then having the the momentum carry forward to we haven't announced yet. Um, because i it ran into Christmas, and so I haven't actually i've I've picked the venue and the location and the dates and all of that It's just a matter of signing the contracts and all of the paperwork to then kick on for for twenty twenty four so I'm excited to to be doing laracon again and that'll be you know my big thing for this year as well, which is you know, you, you say it's a lot of work to, to give a talk and not to diminish giving the talk or anything like that, but putting on the whole conference mm-hmm. and like wrangling the speakers and yeah. the attendees. And mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, we're a smaller scale than, than Europe and US and, and even India, but even the amount of work that goes into it is um, interesting. And, and we're actually changing cities this year as well. So there's a whole new layer of complexity there and finding new suppliers and new um you know vendors and things like that for a few bits and pieces so it will be interesting and we're going to we're going to shake things up a little bit as well um doing the, the same thing basically in in Sydney and now coming out and and trying to really focus on facilitating the connections between people and the, and the you know the professional development and networking aspect of the conference which we kind of have been missing and something that that people are kind of craving especially after the last few years you know being able to actually speak with and, and share with people. So that's the, the main big one. Um, you, I mean, you mentioned you're on a health kick and TJ, you, you went through it last year. Um, and the, and the thing that you, that you said, you know, that David says that tomorrow is a, a new day, like why wait to the end of the year? Um, that, that was just a timing thing for me. I, I did a, um, I went through a bulk where I put on like nine kilos in the lead up to to Laracon and then and then shed another five of those after that and that was unpleasant but it was it was fun to kind of go through it and then in in addressing some of my form issues with with some of my exercises I've got some something ah! on the spectrum of like tendinopathy tennis elbow in both of my elbows that I'm that I've just been like dealing with with the physio for the last little while, so i haven't actually been in the gym or or done any exercise, especially in the last few weeks i've been away so i I did no exercise while I was away. I went for a run yesterday for the first time in months and months and and that was okay, and I think that the body body was happy with it because it's it's had time to recover so I'll get back in the gym this week and uh not not planning on doing any like seismic Bulk's or cuts or anything like that, just just to kind of get back to a baseline now of of strength and, and fitness and and kind of just sit at that because bouncing, I don't know. I mean, I guess actors get paid millions and millions of dollars to go through those transformations, but just just getting a taste of that at some scale, it's not not something that's particularly enjoyable. I know, David, you've been through it with with um your your UFC and stuff, and it's just. Not not pleasant. Like I, I ran headlong into like I hit my goal weight for Laricon like the day before I left for Laricon. So nice, it was, dude. That's awesome. It was it's it was huge. It was close, but um, I won't be doing that again. I just you have I,
0: that. You I, still have that rack, that massive uh, weight rack in your uh, library. Yeah, like in your yeah, little office that. there.
2: Yeah. So I'll get back into that, and um, yeah, a bit more cardio, a bit more like you know not focusing on growth, but um. Just on getting to a baseline and, and sort of plotting along will be the main focus this year. But I'm I've been doing it since kind of COVID started this thing and and I'm I know that it's you know, it's hard for some people and it's and it's easy for others. I, I kind of find it fairly middling in that like I know what to do to reach the goals now. And so it's just a matter of doing it. Um and so I did all my meal prep and stuff and for this week and just, you know. Stick to it and keep all the snacks out of the house, basically. My meal prep consists
0: yeah, of uh yeah, like waking up, no breakfast, black coffee, come home, scrounge around. My my wife makes me lunch sometimes. And if I'm not, other than that, it's like Casey's pizza, like <laughs> <laughs> dude. David, David, you have something I to say have about some that? Casey pizza, yeah, the Bro, other night.
1: It's so good. Their sauce it is, is so good.
3: So freaking
0: good, dude. I'm telling you. And okay, she, it's like hmm yeah it's the cheapest lunch around that's part of the reason i do it is because it's literally just like it's three minutes down the road and it's like four dollars for like a, a soda and a pizza i know that sounds so terrible twice a week dude yeah they're breakfast <laughs> i would <laughs> not, get after yeah. good too yeah not happening this year no soda but like the pizza i might still i might still be down with that dude they have this barbecue chicken pizza now oh my gosh it's so good anyway so you got jalapenos do diet- on it you're so not
2: good. doing diet soda or anything like that. just like no soda no soda no
0: correct no soda hey like i said no soda is the way to go dude i quit like like a couple years ago yeah i'm like small steps right small steps like what's something i actually can stick to and actually accomplish like starting with no soda that's an easy one for me to be like that's there's like no interpretation on that it's Mm -hmm. not like i have to count calories it's just like no soda like i can start with that and like work out for 10 minutes a day like you know do this core workout stuff just to sort of like keep my core strong like can do that i can do that read 10 minutes yeah i can do that like but if I, I know if I'm like hey I'm gonna gain X amount of muscle or whatever it's just it's too mm. it's uh, it's too far out there like I need the immediacy of like yeah. a checkbox for today that I did this today yeah um
2: so it's is yeah. the thing with people um in that space they kind of set these lofty goals like I'm gonna lose ten kilos or twenty kilos or whatever and it's like well yeah. Eventually, you will lose twenty kilos. But how about you just try and lose one kilo or one pound? Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I lose a pound this week or whatever. Yeah. You know, you know that you are hitting those goals incrementally. Eventually, yeah, you'll get to twenty or thirty or fifty pounds or whatever. But but like, you can't see the light at the end of that tunnel because it's so far away, and it's very easy yeah. to get, um, you know, to to fall off that wagon if if you're not doing something that's sustainable. And really. As you know, TJ knows this now. That you got to pick something that that is sustainable that you can do for the long term, and it's not. You don't want a yeah. quick win to to kind of like lose some weight quickly, and then you know you get to your goal weight, and you go, "What do you do now?" Well, you want to build that h- habit over months, right? Um, and and then once it becomes second nature, like I you know i've been counting calories now for 1400 days and it's and like you, you look at that and you think that i'm some kind of psychotic person but really once you find out the kinds of foods that you can eat and you are happy to just like do meal prep and like cycle through you know five or 10 or 20 different recipes or whatever until you get bored with one and then you switch it up it's really not that difficult to to kind of stick to it for a long period of time and it just kind of gives you the the flexibility and understanding of the kinds of things you're eating and where the, where the kind of limits are so that you're not overeating or under eating or whatever else.
4: Yeah, that was a, that's an approach that like we took, like I, I can't with like my ADHD and stuff. Like I, I've never been able to stay consistent with counting calories, but we did it for a while where like both Laurel and I were like pretty strict about it. And we got to the point where, we were able to start like estimating it pretty well. And like that's like we were all just about like how can we make this like easy and sustainable? Because we've both done it before. I've cycled up and down on my weight for 25 years. And like this is the first time where I've like actually dropped that amount of weight and kept it off for like eight months. Like it's this yeah, is like the awesome. longest street I've kept like at a consistent weight. And it's just all just focusing on like sustainable living. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it sounds a little bit like that intuitive eating kind of concept I've heard of about. You ever heard about that? Yeah,
4: no, I've I heard of that. I think I heard, I think I heard Wavin say something, or at least in his like Twitter thread about his fitness journey, like just really being like almost militant about you just eating when you're hungry and like only eating until you're satisfied, like not necessarily full. And like Even those were two more, approaches because that, like, the I satisfaction gave into comes it. a little bit after. Yeah. Yep. For sure like those are huge like they're they sound like such small things but they have the biggest impact
0: yep indeed okay on to one of the other dudes uh let's see i think so tj you already talked about something you did that you were not ashamed of in 2023 uh did you have any um any sort of like goals that you set out to do this next year also i wanted to ask real quick uh your ball, your is it bala song is that what you call yeah. it right? yeah yeah did you do yep. anything last year with that i mean you did a ton of stuff with that like we i got to see all sorts of cool videos i'd show my kids like look what tj is doing like <laughs> cool knife stuff like you didn't you do like a conference and not a conference but, like a meetup or something with like some other people oh, doing that yeah stuff?
4: yeah we've got like a couple local people and um it's like kind of throughout the like broader community like it's kind of interesting like i think a big chunk of the community is kind of like centered on instagram which is interesting but
0: Yeah, that's been cool. We like
4: we take pictures of these like handmade ballad songs. Um, We'll like post videos of us like flipping them and doing different things. But like kind of out of that, there are like a lot of like local smaller groups where like, hey, we're like close enough together. We're like an hour apart, whatever. We'll get together, hang out, socialize, show each other, like show off our collections. Um, So I didn't do anything like crazy this year, but I did. Jeez, cats. I did. uh, Jeez. they're getting mad. Uh, out here. Yeah, they're going nuts now. Like they're not used to like people being down here this late at night, so they're all like excited. That's um, No, so I did kind of like convert my personal Instagram over to like kind of a hybrid where I have been posting like a lot more of the Ballas Hong stuff. But yeah, I haven't done anything crazy. Um, I might next year go to one of the like they have these like bigger conferences. Um, there's like an East West and like an east and west uh like a central like midwest conference that they have and then there's like ballet flipping competitions there so i might try to head out to one of those this year like see how i fare in flipping comp and just check out some cool stuff meet some makers um but like goal wise like my wife and i we try to set like an intentional word for the year to kind of help like guide us. i think it's like aaron francis talks about it like we kind of like pick these words to help us guide us towards like the quadrants that we're looking for, you know, Um, like looking to go with our lives. And so for like this year I picked like presence. I felt like the last year I've had my head in the clouds a lot. And so this year is a lot more about like being present and being grounded. And so I think like any goals I come up with through the year, it hopefully kind of follow along that theme.
0: That's Uh, a great idea.
4: Goal wise. Like that's my plan.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Good idea. All right, let's leaves with Chris and Hemp. Either one of you guys want to volunteer to go next?
1: Chris, man, I got to let you go first.
0: All right, Chris. Well, thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I politely declined, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Uh, and just, I think, health just being like a constant thing on my mind um, later in uh the year started going to a uh functional medicine doctor. So they oh, cool. yeah. don't typically do like you know, your typical uh medications and you know, just kind of quick fixes and stuff like that. So took um a bunch of uh tests, um, so just waiting to hear back on those and they put together this plan for you and uh, possibly different like supplements and um different like uh tests with like allergies uh gut you know okay. stuff so they can see like hey you've been eating you know this or that that's like affecting you know all these other things um so like digging into that a lot more um been working on uh sleep stuff trying to get you know closer to that you know seven hour plus you know of sleep which is kind of hard sometimes oh, uh, for sure. kids and Dude. you know projects and yes. other stuff <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. And just been on and off with the gym last year. Or so um, hopefully with the, the functional stuff um, getting back into more of a routine, you know, with that. Um, yeah. And just uh, a lot of family stuff, um, you know, in the meantime, so trying to be around for them a lot, uh, a lot of, um, you know, just one-on-one time in addition Uh, with with like the kids in addition to like both of them together to give my wife a little bit of a break Um, and been into uh, scouts with uh, my son. Um, He's in Cub scouts and I've been the, the den leader for the last couple of years. Um, So that's awesome. Yeah. Just doing that. And um, that's super cool activities with them. Um, Yeah. So just trying to do, you know what I can with, you know, all that.
0: That's awesome. Dude, honestly, the Den leader thing is something I've thought about. Like I remember when my my oldest was a little bit younger. I was like, oh man, we should really get him into Boy Scouts. I think that would be a really cool thing to do. And never did. But um that's that sounds really fun. Uh has your is it uh how old is your son? He's seven. Yeah, is he loving it? Is he thinking this is the, like the yeah. coolest thing yeah. ever? Yeah, he likes so it. You guys get um, to go on like camping trips and stuff and like learn like to tie knots and do like the derby cars race stuff. I mean Yep. All those yep, things. Exactly. That's really cool. For, oh, that's yep, so fun. For like,
3: uh, Cub Scouts and the one that um, the pack that we're in, we do about three or four camping trips um, a year, um, which is a lot for some of the packs, at least in, in this area um pinewood derby is coming up so we just started working on our car uh this weekend that's coming up in um a couple weeks at the end of january so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun and the kids just have a blast like getting together and they look forward to like the meetings a couple times a month and um you know all the different activities and we go on like hikes on some weekends and some other uh you know things like that so they're just loving learning all the stuff and being outdoors and just playing with different sets of friends and you know, you know stuff like that
0: yeah that's really cool that's super fun um i think a big part of it is literally just teaching your kids to have fun outside right it's like just getting outside and like getting on the trails and like just realizing how much fun that is tj's dog is licking his microphone that's hilarious
4: <laughs> you she's the sweetest
0: <laughs> oh that's so funny okay two things i wanted to touch on real quick chris The functional medicine thing, I had a friend who did that a couple of years ago, had really, really awesome results. She had a whole lot of like just physical problems she was dealing with, could not figure out what was going on. Went to a functional medicine doctor. They gave her all sorts of like you said, supplements, whatever. She's so like she's feeling so much better, like she's so much healthier. Um, so hopefully, I mean, that's the experience that you have too. It does just take a while though. And I know it's like a pain in the neck, like with insurance and stuff, sometimes insurance covers it. Sometimes it doesn't like it's, it's just sort of a pain because they're not a typical doctor. They're a functional medicine doctor. It's just a little bit, you know, it's expensive and it's like, whatever. So anyway, hopefully that all works out. And, uh, that's a really good experience for you. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, have you seen, yeah. you said you're still waiting for results on that, right? Yeah. One of those tests yeah. and things. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. similar yeah, to like Jerry kind of stuff? You
1: heard of him? Sorry. Say um... it again. Gary Brecca, he's kind of popped know. off the last year with similar kind of things where they I guess he runs a kind of a consultancy where they do blood tests and come up with a whole plan on stuff like that, you know individualized yeah. kind of yeah. stuff oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds similar to yeah him. you know you're, you're doing yep. this, but your blood markers and your DNA and all this stuff does this, and so you get you actually get inflammation from doing this where other people get you know a benefit you know wow. that kind of really specific stuff. Real yeah, yeah,
4: we lucked out our pcp ends up actually like he's really into the functional and like genetic and, and stuff so we did the same thing with our with our doc where it's just like yeah huge panels for both of us and then yep here's like supplements you need and then with laurel and all of her different things like he's dived like dove into the genetic route too, like trying to see what stuff's going on in there and that like reapplying that to the like functional stuff that's awesome dude stoked you got into that
3: yeah, looking forward to it. And I think what's um, just really appealing is, is it's just not like a band aid for you to keep on Correct. coming back every you know month or two months to mm. get loaded up on more you know medication or you know who knows what that could have like adverse effects on you know whatever else you know in the future. So even though it takes a little bit longer, it's not usually covered by insurance. Like if something is going to be actually fixed, like I see that as being worth it instead of just putting a band yeah. on it and just taking medications for you know the rest of your life which does not sound appealing to me at all
0: yeah i yeah, think it's cause... like i think the idea too is, is like everybody's everybody's like biology is different and unique and you know some people like some people working out works great for them but other people have like adrenal fatigue syndrome where like it actually does the exact opposite like if you have like really intense workouts your body is like i've got to retain like more more fat and whatever because like you're doing these crazy workouts and i need to hold on to this stuff and so it's like just figuring out your own unique biology you know or getting help 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 figuring that out um you know or if you like you know some of your um you know, some people have like, like thyroid issues or whatever, like just those different hormonal balances are different for different people. So yeah, I mean, that's the idea I think, right, is um, to try and f- help you figure out some of those things. It's not like a one size fits all. We're like, this is what works for typical people. It's like, well, maybe my body isn't like a typical body. It's maybe it's a little bit different. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's really neat. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on too was um, the sleep thing. I That's something I should set a goal on. Maybe I will, um, which is just like, I need to start getting more sleep, dude. I've I was talking about how busy this last year was. There was a point just before the end of the year where I was, I don't know. I felt like I was just, things were kind of stressful one week in particular. I was really stressed and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep and I was forgetting people's names, like people (laughs) I know like relatively (laughs) close to me, isn't that, it was a little bit scary. Honestly, I was like, there's a guy that I see like every week and I was trying to talk to my wife about him. And I was like, um, you know, like, And eventually I was like, Amy's husband, she's like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, what are you, what is wrong with you? Like, like I've known this guy for like, you know, half my life. It was the weirdest thing. And so I started trying to get more sleep, be more intentional about it. And I think things are kind of coming back, but dude, that was, that was crazy and so like stress and lack of sleep and stuff just really affects my mental capacity and mental ability and so i've been trying to get more sleep but haven't been nearly as diligent as i should be so that's something else i'm going to add to my goal wheel here um it's a good good point to bring up how much do you get how much sleep do you guys typically get do you think
4: i don't know maybe five pretty broken but i know it's a problem and it's something i hope to work on this year bit. that's brutal
0: that's a lot i mean that's yeah that's that's Not hard. I, I I typically get like yeah. So Michael, how about you? Like, well, how much sleep do you think you get?
2: Uh, I aim for seven and a half, but I get about seven most of the okay. time, like around the seven
0: hour mark. Okay, that's that's decent. That seems like respectable. I think if you can hit the seven hour mark pretty regularly, I think that's probably pretty good, honestly. Yeah, um, it's um, about, yeah,
2: it's like it's consistent enough, and like it seems to be enough to function. Like I know that some days you wake up and you just. The zombie in there and it's not working but i think it like it varies people can function at different levels i i would like more but i I find if i sleep too long i wake up sore or i wake up with a headache or something like that so there's definitely a a balance in in terms of like finding what works for you and not necessarily that it's eight hours or whatever um like i was over the last two weeks i didn't set an alarm or anything like that while i was away and it was just go to bed at my normal time but then wake up at sort of 7 38 whenever the kids were ready to roll and so, getting more sleep that way was 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 kind of nice. But yeah, back to seven, seven and a half, I think now, because I like I get up in the morning and go for a run or a walk or whatever before the rest of the house wakes up usually. So that eats so like, into... what time
0: are you going to bed at night? What time do you typically go to bed?
2: Uh, usually in bed by about nine thirty, but don't go to sleep until like 10, ten ten thirty.
0: Yeah, dude, I think that's my problem. Is like, I'll get into bed probably around ten thirty ish, and then I'm up till like 12, twelve twelve thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it just depends. Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's like yeah, scrolling YouTube. Sometimes it's just yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's it's never typically the same. Um, sometimes it's reading articles on Hacker News. Honestly, what it comes to... sometimes it's watching The Office. Really, what it is is I feel like my you days be are. Playing are, arcade games. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Rocket David, League. Oh my yep. gosh! I missed that <laughs> so badly. We need to get on Street Fighter again. I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to try and stay focused for one second here, but I want to come back to that. But I, I, that's what it is it's like my days are long and like i feel like i get in bed and it's like i just want a couple i just want a little bit of time to myself like yeah. Just to yeah, yeah. Like decompress yeah and i end up spending too long and then i wake up I, I go to bed really late wake up really tired the next day and then the day's more stressful because i'm tired and i can't function well and then i get home and all i want to do is just like take some time myself again and i do the same thing it's just a bad cycle so anyway um yeah i don't know if any guys the rest of you guys can identify chris and david you guys didn't really get a chance to say how long you guys took sleep for so i want to give you a chance and then let's come back to street fighter and all that crap well well i mean statistically i get about seven hours and 50
1: minutes of sleep in the last six months with an average time of in being in bed about 11 hours so i don't know i guess i'm gonna do it a lot <laughs>
2: doing for the other four hours
1: yeah, well you know watching probably a 90 day fiance and stuff like that garbage
4: yep <laughs> or being or just same
1: <laughs> just being oh, in
3: like so funny
1: or just me on my computer probably working i i, I like a, a last little work session which i think is actually probably not healthy at all you know you mm-hmm. don't you need i don't know i feel like my brain doesn't work like normal brains because you know that was part of this year actually we're like Get to my spot, but uh, learning about that is just I don't know a lot to do a lot of things weird, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah. do a lot of that too, so kind of self sabotage my sleep. Because I remember the other night, a uh, long session of Fortnite after everybody's asleep, and then after that i'm like oh i don't i actually want to wind down you know like Fortnite's supposed to be my wind down stuff and then i yeah. when i go to bed i'm like now nah, i'm gonna be on my computer and like watch youtube videos and like code around <laughs> little yep. various things i'm nooks and crannies that i'm interested in yeah and then oh no it's two o'clock and then it's two o'clock in the morning and oh yeah the bed's it's too cold in the house and now i can't get to sleep till like three or three <laughs> thirty until i put <laughs> decide to finally get up and put a blanket, <laughs> on,
3: and I put blanket uh, on
0: that's yeah. hilarious Dude, okay. I'm glad to hear. I'm in this, glad to hear we're not alone in this one. Chris, how about you?
3: Um, looks like I'm doing about a solid six and a half to okay. sometimes over seven. Um, I think kind of what's helped me is we started kind of like hacking this um, habit, right? So at the end of the night, we have a bunch of like hue lights uh, in our living room. Oh yeah, sure. It's like that. So at like. Uh, six 30 or so they like knock down, um, a certain temperature. Um, so they get a little bit warmer and then at nine 30, it's almost like a, a nightly alarm where it just dims and it keeps on going dimmer until it gets to like almost like a nightlight. Um, so that's kind of like our trigger to say like, Hey, get off your phones, get off your book, uh, get off whatever you're doing and like, you know, go to. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. It, over you know, months of doing that, it's like as soon as those lights start to dim, it's like, oh, I'm feeling super tired now. And like it's time to wrap it up, take the dog out, and you know, head up to bed. Um, so it's it's gotten to the point where like that's super helpful to like wind down. And it's funny when other people come over and um like yeah, my cousin over like a couple months ago, and just like hanging out and chatting in the living room and the it, we got past nine thirty. the lights started dimming and she's like wait did your lights start going off like automatically she's like i'm really tired now it's like that's it <laughs> that's, that's the, the key? Yeah. hilarious <laughs> it's like pavlov's dogs have you ever heard of that where he
0: ring the bell and the mm-hmm. dogs would salivate that sort of thing yep. right it's like uh, on the office michael or sorry jim jim gives uh dwight a mint every time he reboots his computer <laughs> And then let me her guess: her Have you been
4: have you been staying up watching The Office lately? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <nailed> it. <laughs> so many office references. I
0: have, I have. I know too many. Sorry, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's a really smart idea, Chris. I have this like alarm clock that I stole from my wife. She hadn't. She wanted it. She really wanted it. It's called a Hatch, and it'll do that sort of like set, you know, it like fades the lights down for you, and then in the morning it fades lights up, and then starts with like really gentle music. It's pretty cool, uh, but I haven't I haven't programmed it to automatically start winding it down at the end of the night yet so maybe i should do that that's a good idea that's a really good idea yeah um okay um so we've still got chris and david to get to with uh oh sorry david to get to um but before we do that real quick i want to talk about the street fighter stuff so yes <laughs> fight cade david we need to get we need to resurrect this thing um i'm down we we used to play that's actually how i feel like so I'm trying to remember how we even started like hanging out, David. Like on, I think Fightcade was literally one of the things that was like we just sort of bonded over Street Fighter, and yeah, we know. would just play. Thing. I know we would just play Street Fighter, and it like it, it became sort of like an almost regularly scheduled thing. Like every every other night, maybe we would stay up and play Street Fighter, just like. And there was no—I mean, sometimes we'd chat audio chat, but most of the time we were just kicking each other's butts and, and text chatting back and forth. Yeah, so we kind of need um, to describe what Fight is. Fightcade is. Fightcade is—they've okay, sure. the, the ROMs
1: from the arcade machines, like that play, like you know, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, all the arcade machines, and they made them network connect. So all these ROMs now can network connect. They've modified them. You know, originally they were supposed to work just two players on the same machine. Now they they work over the network and and the people on there are sweaty. Yes, they
0: are they are are the
1: sweatiest gamers they are. They they know every like frame how to you know basically kick your butt the whole game where you don't even get to hit anybody at all. But we got on there, I don't know, don't even know how we
0: I don't either. I that. think you I think you started it. I think you started talking about it. Maybe on Dads and Dev, you were talking about it. and I was like, oh no way. I love Street Fighter. Because I used to play Street Fighter on ROMs in college. Like I would just like yeah. you know try and get to the end and then you'd save state and then you'd get beat by like M Bison or whatever. And then you'd, mm-hmm. you know, re-reload the state and try and beat him again. And um anyway, yeah, I uh I loved playing Street Fighter. And so I was like, dude, we should play sometimes. So we did, and then I had a couple good characters and we would just oh yeah on there it Your was blanca so was fun. very spammy. blanca dude blanca so it's <laughs> but it...
1: it would get pretty competitive actually we were like oh, it was <laughs> like, yeah because you get where you know you're just like one tick away from beating yeah
0: just... oh man Okay, and then so so we should definitely we should definitely do this where we should get all get on fight kid every once in a while. Definitely. And then um we would also play Rocket League into wee hours of the night for a couple I don't know, it was probably half a year at least, maybe longer. We would just longer than that for sure. It was like till 1 a.m. Like almost almost every night. I mean, it seemed like it was forever. We'd play that game, it was so fun. Oh I had a real problem. I had to really I had to quit
1: it cold turkey i kind of have like an addictive personality i've mm-hmm. realized over the years uh, with that kind of stuff k like k was part of like a greater arcade obsession with like having an arcade machine now i want to modify this arcade thing with the glowing led buttons and like the premium sound and all this sort of thing it was and then eventually you know like most of my adhd obsessions they're just gonna like fizzle out and i can't muster up any more in <laughs> interest yep. in them. Yep. Yep, yep. And the Rocket League that. was like that. I was deep in the Rocket League. Oh, you were like
0: way into pathological.
1: The Rocket League. I was very, very involved. It was pathological. Like get get off computer, get onto this other computer that I've got. That's just, just for Rocket League, you know, and
0: uh, that's and so where there, that's where yeah. Yep. I got left behind. I couldn't keep up anymore. I was like, David was getting so good. And it was like, anytime he was playing with me, I just felt bad because I felt like I was dragging his ranking down because literally he was just carrying yeah. me every game. I was playing some <laughs> insane stuff. Rocket League is a very high skill gap kind of game and it
1: I was yeah. getting pretty insane on it. <laughs> and there yep. was, and that, yeah. the bad part is like, there's people that are
0: even way more crazier than that. Yeah. Yep. I had to cut myself up to Twitter. Did you have like and you then, had like a coach for a little bit? You had somebody who was like helping you kind of get better. <laughs> yeah, I had some people reviewing my like plays tournaments.
1: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It was in yep. a Discord. It was a whole thing. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: And now <laughs> it's Fortnite wrong. that I do that. Yeah. <laughs> well it was Warzone in the middle there too, but then now it's Fortnite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. <sighs> um save me. Good times. Good times. Uh, saying... so last quick story guys i'm sorry just interject please save me from myself here if you have anything to say this last story mortal kombat so my nephew we were at christmas and he had mortal kombat 11 on his ps4 ps5 no ps4 and i was like bro I'll, i'm like i'm gonna destroy you on this game and he's like no you won't he's like this is like this is my game like no you're not gonna touch me And i was like okay i had never played mortal kombat 11 before it's not the same so it's not the same, <laughs> but I looked up moves. I was like looking up gameplay on like YouTube and it took me three days, but I finally beat him. <laughs> I, I We were doing a little tournament style thing. And so it was like whoever got to the end, you know, we had to win a best out of three. So I beat him twice in a row, and he was destroyed. It was hilarious. <laughs> he was like, uh, "He was like, you're never going to beat me again. I'm going to go home and practice, whatever. And I'll, I will never play him again now. Never happening. But it was nah. awesome. Raiden. Raiden was my guy. And it was the most spammy play you've ever seen in your life. It did not matter, though. Didn't care. I beat him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. It was great. Good times. Okay. Sorry. So, David, something you did in 2023 you weren't ashamed of and uh, goals for 2024
1: the reason i'm last is because i don't really know actually what i'm proud of or what or what i'm i'm proud of
0: yeah well yeah not right. Ashamed you can say, <laughs> right yeah exactly what you're not it's because it was too hard to come up with like what's something you're proud of it's like hey well what's something you did that at least you weren't ashamed of yourself for doing it in 2023 right maybe a little yeah. easier
1: i feel, feel like it was a year of just like doing the dang thing whatever it, it was you know so it was like making you know the business of nova work still was cool you know every year that it Keeps making money, and I'm able to live off of it. I'm like, woohoo! You know, <laughs> it's because you know, especially as uh, you get older, you have like this existential angst. I think a lot of people do, or at least I do. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do? Work on Nova until I'm 56? You know, like, <laughs> <or> like <laughs> at what point do I like transition? And like, I'm the only guy that works on it, basically, except for you know, you know, another guy. But it's like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like, there's this existential angst, but. <laughs> we kept nova working it actually you know didn't didn't drive it in the ground that was cool um another thing that happened i bought a house that's cool pretty nice Super house
0: cool. yeah it is a nice house
1: um and to be able to buy a house in you know these market conditions is really hmm. nice and i realized that's a pretty cool thing high interest rates high low inventory high prices you know there's all that stuff to be able to buy a house there that's pretty cool um i don't know i did do a lot of pursuing of like like i got diagnosed with adhd i mean that's the cool thing to do now you know but you know (laughs) and realized that my test results they said i was that 94 percent of people have an easier time focusing than me and so i was like well that that was like you know actually really useful i mean i kind of was operating under the the assumption that i had it but it explained a lot and so being able to just go through that whole process and have it like you know properly diagnosed getting medication for it has has been helpful to at least know and yeah so it, that's not been easy because there's been a lot of doctor's visits since then and mm-hmm. i'm a guy that just doesn't go to the doctor at all you know yeah, But with that kind I'm of stuff, you, that. you wind up going like every month just to like make sure everything's working the way mm-hmm. it should. And sometimes, you know, you're working with controlled substances and so they, they have to check in and do all this kind of stuff. So it's a, it's been eye opening going to the doctor so much. I feel like as I grow older, I'll have to go to the doctor more, even if I'm feeling fine, just to be preventative and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm proud of that, but that is one of the no, highlights, I guess, of <laughs> what's no, happened this year i feel Uh, like
0: uh yeah yeah go ahead sorry no you had um i the the whole like you said like it's, it's cool to be diagnosed with adhd right i feel like it's it is funny because there are a lot of people like in the circles that uh like at least in the circles that we run in that i think um have discovered that or have found that have been diagnosed whatever i'm reading a book right now that's talking about this specifically it's it's 480, I can't remember what it's called. It's like it's basically some adult ADHD book, right? And I'm trying to like sort of self-diagnose a little bit. I I don't I'm nearly positive that if I went and asked and did something, I would probably be somewhere on the chart. Is it weird to say that like I'm scared to do that? Like I don't know. Like I I think the thing I'm most worried about is the medication side of things. Like, I think the Mm -hmm. thing I'm worried about is that if I got medicated, it would change my personality. Like that. I would, like, I feel like some of who I am is wrapped up in the fact that I, my brain works a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. of that stuff. Exactly those things that you just said. Those things. I mean, And so I think that's my concern. Like, that's my fear. And so
4: I don't know if you guys can speak to that at all. I don't know, man. Like, for me, I mean, I, I, I guess I was diagnosed in third grade and have been, like, on medication on and off, like, since then, right? And I'm 35, so... It's been, it's been a minute. Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, meds help me point myself in a direction and be able to like, stay traveling in that direction. Like, I don't, I don't really think it's like affected my personality, but it's hard to say because I've been on meds, like I've been on the meds Mm -hmm. for so long, Um, (laughs) but it's, Yeah, I don't know. It just like helps me like channel and point it in a direction, and be able to like actually do something with it instead of just doing like a whole bunch of things and not actually making progress on like anything. Like I, yeah. I think we've all been in that spot where that's it's, like, a really good way to just, describe it. You're you're yeah. you're working really hard, and you're like you're spinning yep. your tires but not really going anywhere. Like that's kind of yes. how I feel off of meds. Is that I'm just like constantly putting in maximum effort, but like really not getting anything done and not really going anywhere.
0: Hmm
1: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't feel like it's changed my personality much if but it has definitely increased the functional memory that I've had to be able to like think about something that I need to do. I need to go put the you know the clothes in the dryer and go and actually do that. So of going out the door, oh yeah, I need to mm-hmm. take the trash out too. So I've pulled the trash door open. But before I would need to put take the trash out, I need to go upstairs and get the other thing I need to put in the trash because I have a box up there. And I go up there. Yep. Oh, but I'm checking my email now. Because <laughs> oh I, I saw it flash on the so screen. Relatable. You know, so relatable. Oh. So relatable. Eventually, I forgot that I even put oh. you know? And so it's just like that. Being able to go, I need to put the dishes or the, the clothes in the dryer. The clothes are in the dryer now. <laughs> you know, and starting. Yep. And then I can go do the next thing. But it's like yeah. that with my work day. You know, I partly... I have had this feeling inside that I, I would be a bad employee and I have been a bad employee in the past because I like to like explore my, you know, the things that interest me, you know, which is can be good if it's like pointed in the right direction, but you know, it's mm-hmm. bad if it's like, well, right now I'm obsessed with arcade machines and not coding. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, right. uh, so it's, it's been able to, to increase the desire to work on the things that I want to work on. And be able to to like sustain work through those, and like and the functional memory is really
0: ha- has been helpful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me, like I've always been able to manage well enough to be able to get through what I had to get through, and I feel like I'm at the point right now where that's just not enough anymore. Like it's outside of my ability to keep all the things spinning that I have to keep mm-hmm. spinning, and um, my attention is just so fractured and divided that i feel like i'm dropping the ball on things that are important because i don't i can't i can't keep my focus on the important things for long enough right um Mm. or the amount of effort it takes to motivate myself to do something i don't want to do is just insurmountable sometimes it's just like and it sounds so stupid to people because they're like i mean really you can't just do it i'm like no literally no dude like it is a disability (laughs) it (laughs) is literally impossible (laughs) Like, like I'm paying somebody to do my taxes this year. No doubt for sure. Because every year it's like, I'm always filing late because it's like, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, I'm not doing that this year. I'm just going to pay somebody because every year I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And it really isn't. It doesn't take that long to do it. It's not hard. I just hate doing it. And so I don't do it until it's an emergency. And then I do it. You know what I mean? So it's just like that sort of crap. It just, (laughs) I've got a funny story that's related to that sort of, so I drive a lot because
1: my girlfriend lives in, uh, she's my fiance Annette, right now, spoiler alert. Um, mm. But in Texas, she lives in woo Texas. Woo. So I drive a lot, 500 miles here and there. And there was one day that I was like, I thought that I had opened my hood and hadn't quite slammed it down, you know, where it was securely latched. And it's probably been months. It was probably months before I. I would look at the the hood. It was kind of moving a little bit when I'm driving. Oh, I don't want that to flip up on me. I need to, next time I stop, I'm going to look at that hood. (laughs) Months, literally three or four months later. And I just got it done because I randomly thought about it at the right time when there wasn't something else I was going and doing. And it's just like that kind of stuff. Someone's like, why don't you just look at the hood the next time? You know, it's not that hard, you know, be an adult and do your things. But it's just like, you can't like, without yeah. that that capacity to remember it and not yeah. get distracted by something else it's just impossible it, it really so do you is feel
0: like, do you feel like the medication has helped with that
1: oh yeah it was it was helpful and i wasn't even on like a stimulant so i'm i'm on one of the some of the stuff that's non-stimulants and those have been really helpful and that's actually nice too to know that there's other options because i have like i get a little weird about taking medication i don't even like to take like cold medicine agreed i don't either makes yeah. you feel a little weird you know and, I yep. like my mental state being affected like that. And so I was apprehensive for sure to even take the non stimulant one, but it was all good. And and it's hard to believe that, you know, because I was always like, doc, if I take this and I get super amped up, that's going to make me feel anxious and stuff. And I don't want to feel like that. And they're like, you're going to feel chill because you've, <laughs> you've got this diagnosis. And it's like, it does your the brain opposite. doesn't want to believe mm-hmm. it.
4: Because,
3: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah. so... You you know it's you're like, so used to people like taking meth and they're getting you know like crazy. Like,
4: <laughs> you were you were a
1: heavy coffee drinker too, right? Uh, not coffee, but caffeine for sure. I was I was literally doing like six to eight cans of soda yep. a day, caffeinated. I would drink one and go to sleep, dead sleep. Yeah, you're, that's yeah. <laughs> that's the same thing that
4: I've always experienced. That's the like self medicating. Exactly, side of it, is like yeah. a lot of times you'll find just that, you'll find you'll find that in people who have like been diagnosed later in life is that you look back and yeah it's like the caffeine, like however you get it. And it's just like, yeah, that's I'm self medicating. And that's a pretty common thing too, where it's like, yeah, I'll slam a coffee and then go like take a nap. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yep.
0: Doesn't affect me at all. At all. Like drinking monsters, no problem. Hit the head, yeah. hit the hit the hay. No problem. Yep. <laughs> oh man.
1: And you all did right. say something about I I mentioned that, you know, it's like the cool thing to do, but I had I, learned kind of that the be the developers there's a lot of developers that have like this and for me a lot a long time i felt like well i shouldn't check it out i shouldn't feel it. i shouldn't go get checked for it because you know there's it seems like everybody's got it you know it's like the cool thing it's like well actually a lot of the people i hang out with do have it and so it's just like kind of it seems like but a lot of people outside of our developer community don't have it, and so it's like yeah. it's not. It's only it seems all common because we're around so many people that do have it, and that kind of like That's lends true, itself right. to our creative profession. You know.
4: All right. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I feel like ADHD, and I've said this for many, many years. Is like I feel like adhd like autism right are like on a very similar spectrum if not yeah, like the yeah. same spectrum right so if you look at that and i like i look at autism a lot of like hey these people are just like specialists right they like they have special interests and they're like they're specialists in like whatever they're interested in like want to do and like their disabilities or whatever you want to call them like they kind of allow you to do that and like that's very much how i feel about my adhd like, there's a lot of things that i can do because of my adhd um and I feel like we're in a field of like, this is a very specialized field. So,
0: totally, very true. Yeah. We
4: look around and it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of people who are specialists. You're probably going to run into a lot of people that are somewhere on that spectrum. Um, and that's, it is really mind warpy because it's like, well, is this like, how true is this? Like, what? Yeah how like significant is it? Cause it's like just everyone around us has it. And then yeah, when you look, take a step back and you look at it or it's like all those like frustrating interactions like you've had with like project managers or other people in the business, it's like, Oh, this all starts to make a lot more sense now.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's super helpful. Maybe that's another goal. You guys are giving me all sorts of more goals to, to work on this year, guys. This is good. This is helpful. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> There was something else I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. Oh, I think it was, there you to go. Deal with, I think it was to do with Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, seriously. Oh, maybe it was the fact that like, <clears throat> yeah, like uh, um, I, I think some things like, for example, I think my ability to be able to be in front of a group of people and not be afraid that I'm not going to be able to come up with something to say or talk about is, is to do with, the fact that my brain is 10 different places at once. Right. Cause you have some people like under, under high pressure situation like that, they, they like freeze. And I feel like people with ADHD or with like at least some sort of bent towards that in high pressure situations is when they operate at their best. Um, mm-hmm. And so like um, I do feel like there are yeah. definitely
4: benefits. There are definitely benefits to. Yeah. I mean, you said diagnosis. it earlier. Yeah. Like you, you said it earlier when you were talking about it, you're like, um oh man now is like my ADHD mm-hmm. just hit because I'm thinking about a million different <laughs> yep. things
0: too so yep. <laughs> exactly that's it there yeah. you go
4: yep there
0: it is well yeah
1: there yep. is a a common cohort of ADHD having people that are like when they in a crisis they they shine because they're able to the stimulus is there you know the dopamine yeah, oh, hitting they're able to like ooh, focus right away mm-hmm. on the thing and not and for me that was true because a lot of things can be scary and I was like always like, Cool
4: headed about it. And it was so. the uh it was when you were talking about your lyricon talk, getting down to oh, yeah. like the last minute, oh, like that, feeling right, that right. pressure. Like it's mm-hmm. you end up in those like having ADHD, you end up in those situations like so often that you just get like really accustomed to it. You get really comfortable working in these like really high pressure, like tight deadline situations just because. That's where you end up, yeah. Living. That's the
1: only t- time the dopamine gets released. Basically, it's is yeah. like,
4: oh, we need to work on this now. Okay, yeah, the the we're work
1: on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> EpiPen chugged that you're like, yeah, it's right, right, and go. dopamine that released. So, it's, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so anyway, I don't know, maybe that, I, I derailed the conversation a lot for that ADHD stuff. But so, if you would need to cut that, out, feel free to edit that as you please. I cut anything. That Not was part
0: of that. Not at all. I love it, dude. That's that's super interesting. And I'll I'm gonna try and find that book. It's like I think I, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> there was yeah. there was some really interesting things in there that I though that, that I would reference if I had it in front of me right now that were highlighted, but I won't bore anybody. I'll I'll put <laughs> something I'll send something over to Michael. We can throw it in the show notes if we want to. That's like it's it's been a really helpful book. Um so anyway. Well, guys, I know that we usually do something like a family feud style game or something like that. Unfortunately, with the new Macs, um, you can't do some of the audio stuff without modifying the kernel. Like Mm. you have to enable modifying of the kernel. This is like a work machine and I'm not really all about doing that on this machine. So so I'm not modifying the kernel. And so all the fun audio stuff that I was doing previously, I'm not really doing. And also we're at like an hour right now. So like I'm I'm totally fine with saying like, um, we're not gonna do that. I was thinking about Wheel of Fortune, but I couldn't find anything previous to this by the way, I think it would be a great task for somebody to take on to do a wheel of fortune game with Laravel prompts, uh, just a command line version. No UI really other than just Laravel prompts. I just think that'd be super cool. Um, and so it would be, you know, like you, you'd start with like, <clears throat> what's the word. Uh, and then you could host it for a group of people or something. I think that'd be pretty sweet. You could, you could figure out some way to do that. Um, so anyway, that's that. But as one fun way to kind of end us out, um, there is all these questions. This is called questions for humans. It's this box of questions. There's a bunch of them. And uh, we kind of do this at dinnertime with the kids sometimes. Um, and so I, I'm going to try and find one that I think is good. So talk amongst yourselves um, and I'm going to find one.
4: We uh speaking of like fun card games um for Christmas, we got my son he's ten um we got him cards against maturity it's oh. like kind of like a kid's version of like cards against humanity and it is absolutely hilarious um highly recommend it
0: love that okay um okay, I've got a couple here i think i think we could we could make uh Okay, here we go. Um this one is going to be for Michael. Michael, Hello. what is uh how about this? If you could be any age, which age would you want to be?
2: Man I reckon Eli's got it made at the moment at five. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, age where he's, like, too old for childcare but not kind of, like, he starts um, preschool. No, he starts school in three weeks. And so he's in, like, that age where he's kind of, like, in between. And being at that age where... You know, people say, oh, that kid's misbehaving. It's like, no, that kid is five. Like, he doesn't know that he's misbehaving. He's there, you know, just testing the boundaries and finding out, you know, what you can and can't do. Just that that freedom, I think. Like, five is pretty pretty cool. It's very frustrating for a parent. You guys have all been through it, but it's like, Uh Uh what do I do? He bit me yesterday. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I'm like, aren't you too old to be biting? Like, you can't go to school and bite anyone. So, yeah, I think that five... I think he's a he's a pretty pretty good age.
0: Um, I wanna I wanna open this up a little bit. If you could go back to any age in in your life if you wanted to. Like if you if anybody wants to answer that one or has an interesting age that they would want to do go back we to. like do we get to keep the
4: like the context that we have now and we're just no, like No You just you're like, to back, go and back you're back starting time. from that state. Yes. What's the value that proposition means. then? Here we're just
1: living a new life with no context of the past, so there's nothing we can learn from, or you know, to. Okay, so here's what I'd say:
0: you would, you would know, you would know everything that you know now. You would know that you were going back in time, but you wouldn't be able to keep any of this. I mean, like, so you would basically be going back in time to a previous version of yourself with all the knowledge that you have now. Okay, so like, if I'd be like 13,
1: I'd be like a dirty old man still, though. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> right? That's
4: oh yeah, what I was yeah. thinking too. <laughs>
1: not to go there, but you know,
4: I'm like more of the same, Uh, I guess. Uh, Um, I was thinking about this. If,
1: if we added parameters, like you can only, I don't know, I've like 32 to 35, maybe. I think the twenties were okay. You know, there's a lot I wouldn't want to redo there, but there was, you know, 32, 35 started to feel like a little more comfortable in my skin and more driven towards like the life goals I actually wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, if you're going to give me all the knowledge, I would hit twenty. You know, and <laughs> be putting like yeah. five hundred bucks in a Roth IRA. You know, right then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <"Yope."> <laughs> be killing it. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Or you um, know, um, and this is essentially time travel. So I'm going to go. You know, farm some Bitcoin. Hopefully, that's right. Hopefully oh, that's exactly. hundred percent. Yeah.
4: You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. Yep, I would see. There's this comedian Nate Bargazzi, and he's like, dude, I'm pretty sure if I went back in time, nobody would even, I wouldn't even be able to prove to anybody that was from the future. They'd be like, How do cell phones work? He'd be like, dude, I don't even know. Like, I do you tell you. Like, he's this guy's really funny. <laughs> like, because like I would have totally been that guy, David, who would have gone back in time and then been like, Oh frick, Bitcoin. I totally forgot about Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, I, I would totally miss the that window to invest in that. It is so funny. Okay. Um let's see. Um tj what is the most no let's let's do this one how much money do you need to be rich
4: oh man oh wow i mean i've only uh, i've always said enough to do the things that i'd like to do like Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm I'm a pretty simple person, <laughs> like uh, a stable enough house that I can keep my animals in and they all fit well and some like cool ballad songs and I don't know, man, like help people out. Yeah. I really, I, I, I really, on, like, I really like, the definition. I, yeah, like it's, it's so hard. Cause like, I don't even know what that looks like. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know enough to be able to pursue whatever I find interesting, I guess. So what would you, what would that look like for you?
0: Bet. Yeah. So like how much money, you know what I mean? I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I suppose it actually probably comes more down to a definition of like, what do you consider rich? That, that is almost sort of the yeah. question behind the question.
4: Right. Yeah. And I think I'm getting trapped in all the like, Phil philosophical aspects of it. Right. Like, and like, it's, it's hard to say now, man. Cause like, prices for everything i know few keep months have up. just been like keep yeah going up. so like i don't know man like that's that's hard mm-hmm. um it's easier like to define it by
0: what you could do than it is with the dollar amount right yeah yeah, yeah basically if sure. i had
2: no mortgage okay right no mortgage yep. um and then like enough money to just live my current life but not but have to yeah, but not have to I didn't work?
1: know that What's what your was mortgage? That? What's your
2: mortgage interest industry? Uh, mine is fixed for another 12 months uh, at 1.99. Oh, my <laughs> oh, goodness. That's pretty that's, good. Dang. That's
1: free money. That's free money. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you're already rich. That. <laughs> but, but this free. is what I'm saying,
2: right? If I because if, I've got another 15 or something years left on my mortgage, but if I had like no mortgage and like that, that was my money and then I basically had my current income. You know, but it has to kind of scale over time because you know inflation and the cost of living and all of that keeps going up. So you know, enough to basically not have to work every day, and then I can just you know do whatever. Like this is the thing, people. If I won the lottery, like if we if I won the fifty million Powerball, even the twenty million Powerball, um, I would still work. Like I would right, get bored. Right, exactly. I would get bored not having something to do, and I'm not like for a week. I or wouldn't two, be employed. I could... I wouldn't I'd not be, be employed, but I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like dip your toe every now and then. I want, I want to do this, but um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a huge amount of money. Like eight million, ten million. Like if I, like I said, if I won the lottery, it, My, my threshold is like enough to pay off my mortgage and then not have a mortgage. Um, and then there's like the next tier is to not have a mortgage. And like build the house of like, because the house that I built is the house that I built. Um, but the house for like Re and I to build and live in for the rest of our days. Um, and then yeah, just not having to work. Re couldn't not work, like she would just work because otherwise she'd go crazy doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, living in the house with you. I, yeah, I mean, be... I mean, she's, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just teasing. Yeah. I
2: don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the number is. Right. But yeah, right. Exactly. I'm with you. I don't, whatever, whatever I have now, like I don't, I don't need obscene amounts of money. Like we're in, we're in a very fortunate position where we can do nice things and not have to worry too much about, you know, eating and and paying bills and things like that. Um, like, I I guess I consider myself rich now. I just would prefer to not have a mortgage, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. Anybody else on that one? Anybody else on a weigh on on that?
1: I think that's a good one. Well, when I was younger, I thought that you know the like four million was like the financially independent at that time. It was the financially independent amount, the amount that you had if you put it in you know an investment portfolio that was like making around. Five to seven, you were making enough money that you just were living off. You know, basically playing on house money at that point. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like you making enough on interest that you could just live on the interest. And I think that's up probably now to like six or seven million. But so that's just like a qual. That's like a boring answer. But
0: <laughs> sounds like Chris has done the math on this one. He he put it in the chat here. Chris, oh, want to tell us what you figured out. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, he's just doing. He's talking yeah. the same thing. I didn't even <laughs> see that. Same same. Thing.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, with a uh, with five million in investments, with a four percent withdrawal rate, that's around two hundred k per year. Um, <laughs> yeah. so you can go plus or minus, and that's in today's money. So if you want to do like extra calculations for in the future money, you know that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably yeah. I don't know anywhere between like five to eight would easily cover, you know, any costs, any like you know, extra travel that you know you would do, like you know, food, rates now. all that stuff Mm -hmm. um and i don't know you know options for side businesses or you know anything that you want to do like on the side um Mm -hmm. i think on the philosophical side i think you know like um what tj and michael are saying like anything that i want to do that um you know doesn't keep me handcuffed to, you know, a job or some paycheck or, you know, something like that, you know, in the future would be really like true, um, freedom and wealth and being rich. Like the, the number itself, like doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, as much if it's, you know, over, you know, a certain, uh, number. Cause you know, you have to get some sort of, you know, income front, but once you get up to, you know, probably like, you know, 10 million plus, like, yeah, unless you're doing like really crazy stuff, probably doesn't really matter if it's more than that. Yeah. So as long as you can be like happy and do whatever you want to do, you know, in life, help people travel, um, take care of your family, anything, interests and stuff like that, then yeah. that's all you really need.
0: Yeah. I think about it like <clears throat> I agree with all of that stuff. Um not having to be like, so financial independence, financial freedom, right? Not having to be shackled to like an employer and be dependent on a paycheck was definitely, and you know, if my mortgage was paid off, that would definitely be the case too. Like I could do more of that stuff. I, I do, I, I we read this question a while ago and my kids were like, oh, like how much money do you, you know, they're like <laughs> so funny, their answers like, oh, like, if you know, like if you had like a thousand dollars man you'd be set you know like my five-year-old my six-year-old like a thousand dollars like that's like the biggest number he can think of like thousand bucks dang a thousand dollars so <laughs>
4: many pokemon cards yes. <laughs> so many so, so many i us. could
0: you know how many movies i could go to a thousand dollars dad um but uh and, and like and the answer i sort of tried to give to my kids too was like we are in the top point Five percent of people in the world as far as income like we are rich all of us every single one of us is filthy rich compared to 99.5 percent of the world like um and so for me like i was trying to think like if i don't if i don't have to worry that i can pay my bills this month and i don't have to worry about where my food's going to come from this month and i don't have to worry about like making my mortgage payment this month like i'm i'm doing pretty good You know what i mean like i'm doing pretty good um so fortunately i think most i mean i think all of us are probably in that spot where like you know we've got we've been fortunate to be in an industry that's in demand where we get to do things we something we enjoy doing and not every day of course like it's still a job um but they they pay us pretty well for it and um we all get to live in pretty comfortable houses and Pay our bills and do our stuff. And it doesn't mean that we never, you know, have unexpected income or uh, expenses and things like that. But man, it's uh it's pretty good. So yeah, on that note, friends, uh, it is 07 here. It's after midnight for those of you who are on the east coast. Uh so Chris and TJ and then Michael. Let's see, hold on, don't tell me. Let me see if I can figure out what time it is. It is 3:37 p.m. Yeah. 3:37 p.m. on the upside good. down. So all right, folks. Well, um, guys, any final words here before we wrap this one up? Love
4: y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, you I, I got something we funny do... to tell you. I can't tell you All right. Now, okay, we'll say it after the, the show. That, yeah. Okay, after we end it. All right, sounds good. Um, I was going to say, we say this every year, and I, I feel like every year when we do this, we're like, oh, we should, we should make this an actual... We should do this more often. You know what I mean? Every year we say this. We're like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it once a quarter. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say we're going to because we won't, but it would be fun.
3: Can we do so. can we do the podcast thing where it says like, "Hey, if you want to hear more of this content, please, you know, reach out on Twitter or email us or something. Uh-huh. Please yeah, please
2: sure. tell us why."
3: Yeah. Yeah, Click we could do the that. Uh subscribe button, smash
4: yep. that. Yep,
0: smash that, <laughs> smash that like button. I'm trying to remember, I think this is episode 150 actually. Are we right on the 150 mark, Michael? No way, wow. Nah. I think we're a
2: little shy. 140 Eight. Yep,
0: 148. You're right. Although if I look at episodes, it says we have 149 in total. If you yeah, get episodes, there was
2: the lost episode, the unpublished well, episode.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying if you go to our website and click on episodes, it says we have 149 in total. We probably are not including the episodes for Christmas stuff. So I think we're we're at 149. This is episode mm-hmm. 150. Interesting. So episode 150, folks. Hey, if you wow. want to show notes for this episode. North South, uh, dot audio one hundred and fifty, um, and yeah, this was a fun one. It was really good hanging out with all you guys. Um, we're gonna go have. Forward. I'm gonna have to download Fight Cade again, and um, I will share my link around, and we can play some Fight Cade. I gotta get back with my uh, Blanca. I gotta figure out Blanca again, and um, and uh, I'll kick all your butts with Blanca. It's gonna be great. All right, everybody. Until until next year, my friends. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye, buddy.